So you want to build a house. Welcome to the podcast by Statera Homes. I'm Scott Daly, and I'm here with my host, Jackie Kowaleski. Hey, Scott. What's going on? Mm, ate a lot of chips today. Had some coffee. Good. Oh, so you're raring to go. Probably going to go for a run later. Good oh, for you. Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. So listen, today we're going to go a little unscripted, which is... Not unusual, <laughs> but usually we go off script. And so there's a difference between unscripted and off script. Yes. And so we're typically off script, but today we're a little unscripted. Yep. So no, we're taking a lot unscripted. Okay, a lot. We're taking yep. a phenomenal podcast risk and just drawing on sheer professionalism today. Oh, yeah. You, right? You could call it that. Right. What are we talking about today, Jackie? Well, mm, you tell me. You know what we're talking about? We're going to talk about home design Yes. today. Um, and specifically, uh, kind of two things is really the process whereby uh, we start to think about uh, a layout and a design for a house. And then two, we're going to specifically talk about our new floor plan, which is named the Jacqueline. Woo -woo. We certainly searched far and wide <laughs> to come up with that name. Yeah. Right, Jacqueline? Uh, uh, no, that was, that was a question for In the person. In case anyone didn't figure it out, you just gave it away. Not for the house. The Jacqueline, yeah. who is named for my astute podcasting partner in crime. Wow. Wow. Right? Business card opportunity there. Yeah, write that down. What you don't know is that Jackie or Jacqueline, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm the only one in her life that calls her Jacqueline, so she says. Yeah, pretty much. And um, I have some cousins that call me Jacqueline. Right. It's weird, but it's we can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that was an insult for those of you keeping score at home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she just confirmed. Uh, Great. Yeah, right. I love them. It's just weird. It's like, it's okay. like this in the office. Just so you know, what's it like? It's Tatera. Oh, it's like that. Yeah, it's like that. So anyway, so uh, Jackie started as a did a summer internship with Statera. Mm -hmm. She was our first and only Honored. summer intern. Honored. And, uh, and so sh we made her silly business cards for that. So maybe there's more opportunities for silly business cards. The silliest business cards. Right. Which Scott showed up with a box of business cards from Staples, and I had never had a business card before. And I thought, you know, this is kind of cool. I don't really have anyone I talk to in the out outside world because I did more behind-the-scenes stuff, but... I thought, oh, maybe I'll, I'll enjoy having a business card. And then I looked at the card, and the name on the card was something that I just, I could not give this the, out the professionally. The name on the card was Jacqueline Kowaleski. Yeah. Let's be accurate. Okay, my description, and by that you my mean title, job title, my job title, right. um, was the shiz. It was summer. Summer shiz. Summer shiz. Because <laughs> we said, Jackie, I, what is your title going to be? And you're like, we said, well, Jackie, we decided you're the shiz. And she didn't take me seriously. No, I didn't. And then I bought the business And cards. then I got cards. Like, she got way carded. too many cards. I still have some, so. Right. Hopefully she doesn't hand those out by mistake. No, I have different ones now. But anyway, what were we talking about? So we're talking about home design. Right. Yes. And so what you've heard us talk, if you've listened to our podcast before, you probably haven't heard us be this silly, but... Um, what you've heard us talk about is this idea that we want to craft a house around your life and that we, what we our job at Statera or our goal or, or, or our mission, whatever you want to call it, is to understand enough about your life 
and help guide you to a house that makes sense and fits around your life. Mm -hmm. And what we do for most people, how that works out in the practical real world is a lot of people start with some of our our pre-designed floor plans that they like that either fit um, a certain size that they have uh, for a lot that they're looking at or we offer these in our communities and people want to buy a lot home package Mm -hmm. or folks just are don't really want to start with a blank slate. So they start. Correct with one of these pre-designed plans and then we come alongside them help understand a little about their lives their budget Mm -hmm. their needs and see how we can then craft uh that floor plan so the floor plans are kind of like a starting point they are the the rough yeah outline if you will of of a final house and so what we wanted to do today was to briefly talk through how uh, we come about those designs because we have just, as of the recording of this podcast, rolled out a new plan called the Jacqueline, as mm-hmm. you have already heard, which is totally fun. So, Jackie, I'm going to ask you a question. What do okay. you think? I'm ready. Um, so if you don't know anything about the Jacqueline, just give you a little background. Uh-huh. It's a smaller house. Yeah. It starts less than 1,400 square feet the way we have it designed on our website. Um, yes. which by modern American standards is uh, pretty small. So, so Jackie, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to put you on a spot Great, here. can't wait. Based upon your vast knowledge of new home design, huh. what do you think is the main uh, driving factor when a builder designs a smaller house? I would say cost. Cost. Yes. I would agree. Points for you. Yes. Do you want to unpack that a little bit? Is this the next round? Am I going on to the next round? You're g- <laughs> <laughs> Did yes. I make it? Okay. Uh, sure. Builders, uh, they usually design small to hit a price point. And to hit that price point, you have to compromise. And what you already compromise is space. So that's the first thing you already are giving up. Right. And Do so then after that, you don't just typically compromise on space. Right. So what we found, and do you want to, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You're good. One of the things we found is that you end up, uh, some of the plans we looked at, you end up compromising more than just the space if you want a small home. And so we thought, well, what if you don't have to compromise on everything? Right. So a lot of builders are going to not just, when they shrink, uh, a house mm-hmm. where they create a small design, they're going to make everything small or than they would on a bigger house. Right. That's the problem is, is it not, it's not necessarily how people live. And so we really tried to take a very different approach because we thought that the big compromise was already in the smaller house. Um, and beyond that, we didn't think that there needed to be a lot of other compromises and Mm -hmm. so we're going to sort of um explain what we mean by that a little bit but that a small house doesn't have to be less and so what what builders typically do if we're honest is they take a smaller house and they just take out the more of the things that you want so you get fewer you get less of what you want right and you pay less for it and it's not necessarily a good value even if it's at a low price point and so we looked at this and we decided that, hey, a, an inexpensive house doesn't need to be cheap. And there's a huge difference, at least in my mind, between inexpensive and cheap. Right. So let's get a house that is at a much lower price point. Mm-hmm. So it is, by definition, 
more, a little more affordable, but let's not make a cheap house. Right. And when I looked around, I didn't see any small houses that I didn't feel were cheap. So we had to start um, in a very different place. And so the Jacqueline is really one of the, f- the first plans at Satera that was a really, our whole team has been involved in the design. Mm-hmm. Um, it has multi-generational uh, input. Mm-hmm. So we have folks uh, in their 70s, folks in their 40s, folks in their 30s, and folks in their 20s taking a look at this plan and Woo-woo. all giving their input Yeah. Um, so that it can be really very useful. And that was really cool that we all got to sit around and put our own input uh, into the plan because um, some of the things that were mentioned I would not have realized um, just purely because I haven't reached that stage in my life, you know, like mm-hmm. the privacy in the owner suite, which we're going to talk about. Right. Which we can talk about, actually. Um, well, actually, let's talk about um, how we came up with the inspiration for the plan. So we said we it's a very hard thing to do to design a small home, right? Yes. And one of the things I learned here is that it's harder to design a smaller home than it is to design a larger home. Correct. At least in our opinion, it is. Okay. And so the reason for that is that a smaller home has all of the elements that a larger home has. So, for example, you can take our one of our larger footprint houses, say the Alyssa. The Alyssa is somewhere 22, 2300 square feet in base. It's three bedroom, two bath. The Jacqueline, which is some in the 1300 square feet, is three bedroom, two bath. And so what you find is that there are certain elements that have to be in every house. And so, for example, a three-bedroom, two-bath house obviously has at least three bedrooms, two baths. It has a garage. It has a kitchen. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a place to eat. Right. Um, and so all of those things, those elements are present in some form or fashion in both houses. Mm-hmm. It is harder, in my opinion, to efficiently use a space and make a smaller space livable because you have to have the same types of elements. Yes. And so where we started looking for inspiration mm-hmm. um, is the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Yes. <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, not a very likely place to say, hey, we live in a rural area at the beach. Yeah. And we want to design a new house. So what are we going to do? We're going to go look at Manhattan condos. Right, because Sussex County and uh, Manhattan are almost the same. Yeah, I mean... Y- pretty much indistinguishable one from the other. Right, totally get it. With a few subtle differences. Uh-huh, very. Like high-rises, millions of people. Oh, just that. Taxes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, but what the thing that, the, so the theory was, when I went and decided to look at uh, Manhattan condo floor plans, is that A, um, the stuff's expensive up there, so it's an upscale clientele. Right. Uh, and B, that when you have the limited space that they have in a Manhattan condo or you know any city condo, I would imagine, um, you have to be efficient with the space. You're not going to waste it. They're charging, in some cases, $3,400 per square foot. I have a stomachache. Right? That, makes, that hurts. I'm kind of jealous. I wish we could charge that. <laughs> um, but... So when you're when you're paying that kind of money, uh, and you a you can afford it, that buyer has a certain level of sophistication, has a certain expectation of luxury, and I think is a, is as a demanding customer uh, that somebody who's buying a much smaller house might not have that level of sophistication and experience, but deserves the same living experience, mm-hmm. just the same. So 
The Jacqueline really started, we looked at a couple of condo layouts that were from the Upper West Side that were new construction. Mm-hmm. They uh, were like, I don't know, eight or 900 square feet. Very cool. But they're two bedrooms. And, and so we were able to take that. And it's a pretty big uh, journey from being a condo layout to being a single family plan. Yeah, I think you should definitely give yourself a lot more credit because you had, I don't even know how many papers on your desk. Not that that's unusual. Uh, <laughs> that was another insult for those of you keeping score. However, I mean, Jackie but... two, Scott, zero. You know, it was con- this process was constantly Scott going, how about this? How about this? How about this? I fixed this. What about this? Look at this, you know. And so you picked out all these different things. And you took the best qualities, or what you thought were the best qualities, and then presented them to this Deterra team, which was really cool to see how this floor plan all came together. Yeah, it was a neat, it was a neat process. Yes. And I don't know that I'd give myself that much credit, but... Just do it. Pat um, yourself on the back. Well, thank you, Jackie. I'll let you... I think you just did it for me. Um, so we did do a lot of kind of agonizing because again small floor plan you really sit back and think i mean we had weeks long discussion about the laundry room in this plan yes and talk to a lot of different people and talk to a lot of outside people and never really necessarily got a hundred percent consensus but at least got an understanding of the hows and the whys Mm -hmm. of how things came out and so i liked that process but it is uh it's rigorous and challenging um and it's rigorous and challenging because, again, we really looked at the compromise was small. And beyond right. that, we didn't uh, want it to try to compromise. So that's what we did. Right. We wanted everything. We wanted We were all. a little selfish with this plan in a good way. Um, so one of the things that we did, and Scott mentioned, the team kind of came together. And we identified three non-negotiables. Uh, one of them being the kitchen, which we believe is really the heart of the home. Right. It's the place where everything goes down. Um, what's really cool about this plan is it's a small house, but it has a kitchen that is baller, in my opinion. Not to use my 20-something. Baller. Yeah. That means vocabulary. Ex- excellent it's to the, non- the non-millennial <laughs> yes. listeners. Excellent. Yeah, sure. Right. Come on. So dimensionally, the kitchen is not that much different. It's comparable to our grace plan, okay. uh, which starts at a little over 2,000 square feet. So that plan is literally 30% bigger. But the kitchen so amazing. is almost the same size. And we looked at this from the standpoint of, look, I'm in a smaller house, but I'm going to entertain, generally speaking, the same number of guests, right? So of you course. have... You're not having a block party in your house. Nobody yeah. is. But you have one or two couples over. And again, where do people gather? They gather in the kitchen. Exactly. Uh, we have talked and talked and talked about how we love kitchens. The kitchen is the heart of the home. The kitchen is where life goes down. Good, bad, mundane, extraordinary. Yeah. It all <laughs> happens in uh, your kitchen. So we thought, you know, that someone who's living in a smaller house, they're not looking to compromise their life. They mm-hmm. want their life to. They want to be able to live their life in the same way that everybody else does. So, we said we're not going to compromise the kitchen, and it absolutely adds to the cost. Um, but we actually think it actually adds to the livability. It so adds that very valuable. It's a compromise you're not going to have yes. to make. So that if you're looking at small plans from some of our competition, 
you're going to find the kitchen's not even close. It's just not even close. Right. And, you know, we don't want to throw our competition under the bus. But uh, this is something when you're staring at a PDF off the Internet or something, you might not really realize and go, gosh, why is the price point on the Statera home a little bit higher? One of the big drivers in that is not just um, our kitchen specs, which are higher, but but ultimately it will be the, the size of that kitchen. Right. So it's big. Yeah. So what else? Well worth it. Uh, the other thing, outdoor space. Right. I mean, people don't always live in their house. And so one of the ways you drive down costs and you make people compromise on smaller plans is reducing porches and things like that. And right. we said people love porches. I mean, one of the yes. huge feedbacks we get uh, on any one of our plans is we love that. Do they have porches or can you make them even bigger? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the answer to that is, yeah, we do. We do on a lot of our floor plans. We take our standard porch and expand it for people because they want the space. And so we said, look, we're going to give you a little bit of a porch, uh, even in the standard Jacqueline. And it, again, it's going to drive uh, a little bit of the price point, but there is a very small, uh, but very usable front porch on the Jacqueline where, that oh, yeah. you can rocking chairs. have a couple of rocking chairs and a table and enjoy some outdoor living. And it's included in the price. Yes. So one of thing. the other podcasts we did, we talked about things you would you can easily and inexpensively add after the fact and uh, outdoor space decks, paver patios, things like that. Those consistently get on the list of things that are relatively easy to add mm-hmm. uh, after you've built. And so, um, but we wanted something that was there. So day one, you get in, you get your keys, and here you go. You've right. got some outdoor living space. So yes. What Love else? That was a, those were two big, two big attributes for me. And then the third one, which I actually did not think about, and now I'm very appreciative that we have that multi, what did you call it? The input that we had on this plan? Multi-generational. Oh, well, there you go. Right. I thought it was something else, but Okay. Um, I'm, I'm She's glad just that thinking, oh, we even let the old people talk. That's, that's not true. <laughs> right. That is not true. I'm just thankful that there were other opinions rather than my own. Because she was clearly, I don't know what's good for me. As a millennial, she was totally <sighs> shocked that the old Here people had go. anything to add. millennial argument. Right. Look, let's talk about the owner suite privacy. Yes, ma'am. This is the third factor. The owner suite not being directly off of the main living space. Right. So one of the things that you're going to find in, in small homes is the everyone is going to look to eliminate uh, square footage in some w- form or fashion. And hallways are uh, a very low-hanging fruit, if you will, meaning that th- this is what you want people to get rid of. And so one of the easiest ways to do that is just to take the owner suite and load it right off of big living space. And look, we have plans that do that. Um, because it's efficient. But when possible, uh, for a lot of people, we think a little bit of separation actually works a whole lot better mm-hmm. when it comes to privacy, when it comes to livability. So that was sort of the key third non-negotiable in designing the Jacqueline is we wanted to make sure that the owner suite, uh, A, was a suite, so you got a bedroom and a bathroom, and also it was a little bit separated from the living space. So there's a right. very short hallway and there's a bedroom in between the living space and the owner suite on the Jacqueline that mm-hmm. uh, when you build it and for such a small house, you're really going to feel 
like you have a separate space. Now, we already believe in the idea of livability for both. That's why a Statera house has insulated owner suite walls and a solid core door, which you know, we cool. explained before, and all that yep. is really noise abatement. Mm-hmm. So these open floor plans allow noise to carry through the whole house, and that's f- just a fact of life, but it doesn't have to be a fact of your bedroom. Sure. Uh, and so we took those approaches, and those are still present in the Jacqueline because we're not going to compromise our standards, but what is also present is the idea that you get some separation mm-hmm. so that life can be going on in the kitchen and in the great room area and in the dining area, and someone can be taking a nap or go to bed early. Uh, you know, a lot of people... Right. Um, have different sleep schedules uh, e- that live in the same house, and that's just livability. So sure. that was the third real compromise that we didn't want to make. Right. So we didn't. So we didn't. We didn't. It's just right there. I love this plan. Did I already say that? I think you did. Oh, okay. And I think there is there is a trend. You know, people say, oh, this plan is smaller, um, but you don't have to compromise livability for small. You just might want smaller. A, Yes. It's less expensive. B, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be less expensive to operate. Uh, yes. You brought up a good point as we were doing the design here about, hey, this is smaller. You don't have to clean as much. Yeah, not big on that. Really, I'm, I'm big on not being not having to clean, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Don't want to clean a Right, lot. so a smaller house that doesn't feel small still cleans Perfect. like it's small. Yes, love right. that. So my sister made a point. Uh, I was showing her this plan and she likes the fact that it's small because she's somewhat of a hoarder. And so she just holds on to things. If she has a small space, she can't hold on to things. You could get storage and throw a basement under it. But ultimately, with furniture and the active living space that you have, you need to live a clean life. And she appreciates that. Right. Absolutely. What else? I, I know well, you and I have had a couple of conversations, and so just okay. on a personal note, oh boy, as as Jackie Kowaleski, not the Statera employee, but okay, the twenty five year old recently engaged. Everyone say congratulations, Jackie. Oh, thank you, everyone. Yep. Um, <laughs> yes. What's you up? have just give me your personal take on this plan because this plan really kind of besides me saying I love this plan. Well, okay, so maybe unpack that. Okay, bit. you want me to unpack that? Okay. Uh, you know, I I like I like this plan because I can look at it as a smart investment for myself. You're asking me personal questions. Yes, right? I am. Okay. Um so, yes, I am 25 and this would be my first home. And I realize that I won't need the same amount of space now as I'll need later, but um as my life goes on, I can still see this as a resale option and I can see it as an option for myself to live there now. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, And the three features that we mentioned, I'm big on the outdoor space. I really like the idea of the front porch. I also like um, the kitchen, Um, just the way my family grew up. Like you said, everything happens in the kitchen. And then I also really like the idea of having the two elevations. I personally am the, maybe you will make a millennial comment, but I like the farmhouse <laughs> elevation. I knew, I knew you were looking at me like that. I knew it. Right. But I really, I, I think it's a cute small house, which, you know, I have been shopping around for some houses and it's hard to find a charming small house 
on the uh, elevation just because of price. Right. Because, uh, again, simplifying the exterior makes it less expensive, but it also generally makes it less appealing. Right. And so we did. We really went at it from a design perspective of we want to create a classical design that's going to age well. It's not going to be trendy, and it's just it's not going to be a box stuck in the middle right. of, a, of a home site. Right. And I really appreciate that. And, the well, you know, also I should expand a little on the resale. So just quickly, it also, this plan checks off some boxes. So single level living, um, laundry room on the same floor, obviously single level living, mm-hmm. um, and three bedrooms, two bath. Those are the things that it's almost hard to afford as a first time buyer. Right. Um, so to be able to get that and to get the things that the non-negotiables that we listed sure. is, is really cool in my opinion. So there you go. So there you go. So it's it's well thought out. So it is. It is. And I do think you know that one of the things I find is interesting in these smaller houses is it creates kind of like a mandatory connection, right? So yeah. we live in this okay. world where everyone is quote unquote connected, but everyone's lonely because we're connected through social media or through phones or technology, whatever, and you know it's not a human meaningful connection. And so I think sometimes when you deal in a smaller home, you're living in a smaller space, you're living in closer proximity to people sure. um, versus living in a large home that you can have a lot of separation, that a smaller home might actually create a little more community uh, within the, the group of people that are living in it just because there isn't that individual space to go and hide for yeah, uh, for everyone. And when you really think back, you know, regardless of where you are in your life, when you really think back, you think how, how you're living right now, because um, we look at this plan, I like this plan as well, and, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, we're empty nesters, we don't have any of our kids at home, they're all grown, mm-hmm. and we really don't live in a space inside our house that is much bigger, actually could be smaller than all of the space in the Jacqueline. Okay, I mean, bec- so what rooms do you use? Because my parents have a piano room. Yeah, we don't, and we wouldn't use it. We all took lessons. right. But now we're adults. Yeah. So the so that room just never. It's gets just used. pretty. It's right. really pretty. We have a formal dining room. Yep. That my wife does puzzles on. I've seen that dining room, and I've seen the plates, the decorative plates and napkins. Right. Well, so th- those are gone, and oh. they've been replaced by puzzles. Hey, at least it's so functional now. That is the puzzle room. Okay. <laughs> we have one, two, three, four empty bedrooms. Wow. That if we don't have guests, they're unoccupied. We have an entire upstairs, a one and a half story that we right. never use. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the bedrooms, but there's also a bonus room on front of that, on the front of that. So basically, we use our kitchen, our great room, and our bedroom suite, and then we use some outdoor living space off the back. And if we added all that up, it would not be the same size as a Jacqueline. Right. Now our house is over three thousand finished square feet. We have this gigantic finished basement. Mm-hmm. And there was a season when all of that house was getting used, but that season is long past, and it was a relatively brief season. You know, your kids grow up and they're in the house, but by the time they get to middle school, they get out of the house. Oh, wait, middle school? Well, because the oh, you mean 
Okay. Their their world no longer revolves around the family. Yeah, I thought they you meant the they just they moved no, 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 out. They, they, they <laughs> sleep there. Hit sixth hopefully. grade and then they pack their bag. That would be nice. No. <laughs> um, oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah, you did. Um, but you know, by the time they hit middle school or certainly high school, mm-hmm. the social center of a young person's life is not oh. the home anymore. Whereas right. when you're eight. Or whatever, you know, you're playing in the neighborhood, you're playing at yeah, home, you're playing at my somewhere. house. Right. Okay. That's how that works. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so, I think there is, when you sit back and realize how much of this of space am I really going to use, mm-hmm. uh, and you th- sit back and think, oh, well, we need to build a 3,000 square foot house. Like, do you? Right. Because it's going to cost, right? Yeah. This new construction is a lot more expensive than used houses mm-hmm. right now. Uh, I don't think sure. that's really going to change. Um, and so you're going to spend a lot more money to get a new house. And then when you buy a big new house and you don't use any of the space, you know, is that, um, is that good use of your resources? I don't think it is. So I think you're going to see people sort of wise up to that reality and say, I don't want a house that's that big, but I do want a house that's nice. Right. And so there's just not a lot of small and nice out there. Right. Take a look at this plan. Now there is. And now you think you understand a little more about, the thought that goes into how Statera approaches home design. And again, this is really just the basis. Mm-hmm. And so what this plan needs to do is it needs to match up with your life. And then we're just going to guide you through how to tweak it and make it yours. Yes. And that's something that's exciting and that we're looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, very cool. So is there anything else that we want to cover on this idea of design no, i don't think so Jacqueline. unless you want to hit, hit me with another surprise no surprises okay not today but uh but i i hope that was an entertaining experience and so this is the so you want to build a house podcast i'm scott daly and i'm jackie kovaleski and we'll see you on the next episode So You Want to Build a House is brought to you by Statera Homes. Statera Homes is a craft home builder in Southern Delaware. This builder finds value in working with you to build a home that is the perfect fit for your lifestyle. Statera truly sets themselves apart from other builders in the area. To find out more, visit their website, www.staterahomes.com. That's S-T-A-T-E-R-A-H-O-M-E-S.com. Or call their model home at area code 302-329-8881. That's 302-329-8881. Music from this podcast was by the band Defining Parallel from their recent single, Painted Lives. Thank you for listening to So You Want to Build a House. To stay updated on the most recent episodes, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you found it to begin with, or... Check out Statera Homes' website, which is again www.staterahomes.com. Thank you very much. <laughs>